morning. Good morning. Good morning. Alright, so praying about it. Lord, what do you want me to speak on? And uh, gave me a message, and uh, so I got to speak it. And uh, what we're going to be talking about today is uh, the blood of Jesus Christ specifically, and why the blood? And what is it about the blood? So, to get started with the story, we have to go all the way back to the beginning. And we have to go all the way back to Adam and Eve. And uh, you know the story, which you should, is you see the Lord placed his commandment there not to eat of the forbidden fruit. And they did anyways. As the Bible says, sin came into the world by Adam's transgression. Now, when you read ahead and you look at uh, what the Lord had to do for them because they're standing there in their shame and the Lord kicked them out of the garden. It says he made them coats. Now the Bible does not say where he got them. He just says he made them coats of skins. It doesn't say from what. But what I'm about to show you seems to make sense. So we'll go with it as what's called a biblical theory because it makes sense, doesn't contradict the word of God, and it lines up. Because what we see is he makes some coats of skins, and he proceeds to teach them that uh, for, uh, for atonement for sin, there has to be a sacrifice of a lamb. Mm -hmm. And by the shedding of the blood of a lamb, there's the atonement for sin. Skip ahead to Cain and Abel. You see, uh, Abel offers up a lamb. The Lord accepts it. And then Cain offers up uh, the works of his hands, the labor of his hands. He offers up mm -hmm. works. But works for that he intended for God, so you could call it even righteous works, which God rejected. So we see right in the very beginning, we see we see the true gospel of the blood of the Lamb versus false gospels based on works and righteous works, law-keeping. And we see how God blesses the blood of the Lamb and rejects the false gospel by works. We skip ahead to Abraham, Isaac, on the mount, on Mount Moriah, where God told Abraham to offer up his son, his only son Isaac, as a sacrifice there. And, and he, believing the promise with faith in the Lord, and took his son and uh, took him up to Mount Moriah, tied him up, put him on the altar, took his knife, was about to uh, plunge a knife, where we see the Lord stopping his hand, creating a ram caught in the thicket by his, by his horns. Amen. But if you take note, a couple of things you might know this, you might not is uh, pay attention to that it says caught in the thicket by its horns so his head was wrapped in thorns was then the substitutionary sacrifice for Isaac who Isaac couldn't do anything he's bound up showing nothing of him and all of a complete by grace substitutionary sacrifice of the ram crowned with thorns one more point Mount Moriah goes by another name Mount Golgotha it is literally the exact same place where Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, crowned with thorns, is substituted for you. The very same place. You see Amen. The beautiful foreshadowing of the Lord there, uh, showing his promise all down through Scripture. In the bottom of the book is written of me. Now, we see how in the Bible it says that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So if we go back to Adam for a quick moment with about those coats, we see that there was, because of sin, because of the shame of sin, coats are made from skins of an animal, so there was a death. Mm -hmm. 
And the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So there is the death of innocence and a shedding of blood to cover the sin of Adam and Eve. What lines up with the word of God for, for sin? There's a death and shedding of blood for sin. So that would have to be, he made them coats from a lamb. Mm -hmm. So that's how I see it. It just Amen. seems to make sense. But with that lamb that, that we see all the way down through. Now, I want to take you, if you take your Bible, turn to Matthew 26, just for a moment. Matthew 26. We're just going to read something here, and then we're going to pray. Matthew chapter 26, and go to verse 18. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 26, verse 18. And he said, Go into the city to such a man, and say unto him, The master saith, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at thy house with my disciples. Now we're going to be focusing on, I will keep the Passover. Let's pray. Our Father, we do thank you for this day, for this time, and for this great opportunity to look into your word. I pray, Lord, that your spirit be upon us mightily to open our hearts and our minds, our understandings to your word, and that, Lord, you give me the words of which to say, and, Lord, you bless the ears, you bless this place. Let this be a time of great comfort and joy and rejoicing in your spirit, in your name, in your, in your blood, O oh, Lord Jesus. We thank you for this. In the name of our Lord Jesus, we pray, Father. Amen. Amen. All right, so I was also asked if I could give a little bit of my testimony, which will line up with this. I go by Brother Matthew online, and a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ, an evangelist of the gospel. Now, I was not always so. I got saved several years ago, and before that, I was lost in darkness and sin. And for the before I got saved, I had spent the previous 16 years in witchcraft and occultism. I had fallen away, rejected the faith of my fathers, and I took upon myself my own ideas, and I practiced occult, new age, mysticism for 16 years. I worked my way up in uh, different groups, and I became a master of divination, spirit conjuring. I was a teacher of witchcraft and occultism. There was over, at the time, there was over 700 students that I was teaching. And I had developed and created specific witchcraft rituals of my own. And I had uh, many, many familiar spirits. And I, they, the spirits actually named me. They gave me a name and I will never speak again. But if I spoke my name, the spirits would literally appear in the room, like wisps in the air, and they would walk around, and they'd talk to me, and they'd teach me stuff. Um, there was not a form of divination I could not do. People paid me money. They looked me up because I was so powerful. But what it was that drew me back, to make a long, long story short, it was when I was a child... And I always tell people, I always tell parents, the most important thing you could ever do is to get your kids to memorize, memorize Bible verses. 
Amen. Because the word of God does not return void. The word of God, and what's planted, it stays there. And the Spirit of God will draw it up. And that's what he did. He drew it up again and again in my mind. I push it away, push it away. Amen. I got so bitter against God that uh, nobody else knew what I was doing. I kept it secret. My wife didn't even know. My parents didn't know. And I would even still go into church to, uh, as a false face and all this to, to put on before people. And no one knew. And we'd sing the hymns and stuff. And I literally could not say the name Jesus. It'd be like a, a hand gripping around my throat. I couldn't say his name. And it got so bad that I got to a point where the spirits convinced me to draw up a magic witchcraft sigil uh, to enhance my powers, to cut myself and sign it with my own blood. And I burned it in a special magic ritual. And a what's called a lower god appeared to me that night and blessed me and uh, gave me what I wanted. And the Lord said, that's enough. Amen. And I remember that night. At the time, I was working as a security guard. And I was working the night shift. And uh, it was the off season. There was no one around. It was very quiet that night. I was in the security vehicle driving around doing a patrol. And again, this time the, 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 the scriptures uh, were just came into my mind like a flood. The Lord reminding me, showing me the difference between uh, righteousness and unrighteousness, between what is unholy and, and profane. And he showed me my sin, and he came upon me with such a conviction, I literally couldn't drive anymore. I had to pull over one of the lots, and I was just gripping the steering wheel, just white-knuckling the steering wheel, and all of my spirits were just screaming up a storm as they knew what was happening. And I was absolutely terrified. And uh, you have to understand, I did not see anyone, but I felt his presence, the presence of the Holy Son of God. I felt the presence of Jesus Christ in the passenger seat right beside me. I couldn't see him, but I knew I could feel his eyes just boring holes right into my soul. And he put right before me, it's like I could see it. I had two paths, the path that I was on, and I was at a fork in the road. And he showed me what I needed to do. And he says, and he said, you know what you need to do. I broke down. I started bawling, bawling my eyes out. And I just said, yes, Lord, you're right. And I saw it as clear as day. The enlightenment of the Spirit of God came upon my mind, and I understood where I was and what was going on. The demons were just screaming and mocking me. You, a master of the Oka. I could hear the words in my mind. You, a master of powers, master of the arts, crying like a baby, mocking me, mocking the faith. And say, say the only thing that he wants to do, meaning Jesus wants to do, is just take away your power. He just wants to take it all away. wants to make you nothing again. I turned to the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, you're right. Forgive me of my sins. I accept you as my God and Savior. Amen. And right there, Amen. it was just all, all the voices just disappeared. Amen. Amen. My, my mind was quiet. My mind was clean. All my powers were gone. And it was quietness. But this time there was a new voice. And it was such a shock to me. It wasn't strong and belligerent or anything else or commanding. It was a still, small voice and speaking the scriptures in my mind. 
Amen. And I, I look down through the tears. I look down. I'm covered in the chains and amulets and all the stuff. And I just tore it all off. I went to a back parking lot where no one, make sure no one could see me. I threw it all on the ground and burned it. Hallelujah. I turned my back on it all. Hallelujah. Gave myself to the Lord. Swore myself to the Lord. Amen. And now I serve the true power. Amen. The only true Lord. Amen. The, the, the only true Amen. power is of God. In the name of Jesus Christ, by the blood of Jesus Christ, by the power of Jesus Christ. And we're going to look at this in Matthew 26, verse 18. Jesus says something here, and I want to point out what I want to talk about today. Jesus says here, and you go down in the verse, you see the phrase. He says, I will keep the Passover. Okay? Now, hold your finger there, put a bookmark. We're going to go back to Exodus. We're going to come back to this verse. I want to show you something in Exodus chapter 12. Now this is part of my testimony. I was raised in a Christian home. I had heard the scriptures. I had heard the gospel. I had gone to church for years and years. My dad being a pastor and being homeschooled. My mom and teachers, I didn't get away with anything. And we, uh, but uh, we see that, that being raised in a Christian home doesn't save you. Going to church doesn't save you. Amen. Hearing the gospel does not save you. Now, I want you to be very very careful hearing me on this. Don't misunderstand me. Believing in Jesus does not save you. Believing on. There's a big difference between believing in this head knowledge. I have knowledge. I understand. I see it. You can raise You know the verse. I believe in Jesus. Have you made it personal? Have you made it personal? Right. Amen. It's Romans 10, 9 to 10. Confession of the belief of the heart. Not the confession of the mind. Confession of the heart, from out of the abundance of the Amen. heart, the mouth speaks. That's there's a big difference in believing and believing on. What did the what did the jailer say? He said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? What did Paul say? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, thou shalt be saved. We see as John writes in First John and elsewhere, believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. So this is making it personal. And this is what we see in Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12, we see the Lord getting them ready for the Passover. And go down to verse 3. And he's telling them about the lamb sacrifice. And from that where you take the blood to mark the doorposts. But we see in Exodus chapter 12 verse 3. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel. Saying in the tenth day of this month. They shall take to them every man a lamb. Yes. Okay. Now watch the words. Take every man a lamb. According to the house of their fathers. A lamb for an house. And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your account for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You shall take it under the sheep or from the goats. Now, did you notice? It said a lamb. Yeah. You see, a lot of people, they see a lamb. There is a way over here. Oh, I've heard. I've heard of Christianity. I've heard of the gospel. I've heard of the cross. Oh, I know about Jesus. You know, there's a lamb. There is a way. That there are some people they see it, but then we see it go down. It says the. You get. You're getting closer. You start. It got your attention. You're walking forward, and it's and it's starting to take your whole focus. You see nothing else, but you do see the one there on the cross, the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. The Lamb of God should take away the sin of the world. We see he's the. You're starting to understand he is the. And then he, as Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. There's only one. There are right. multiple. 
There are multiple Christs. There's only one gospel. You can come from millions of different ways, from backgrounds, but to the one door. There's yes. only one door that Amen. leads you to everlasting life. See, now there's the Lamb. And now it's got your attention. With Hebrews 6, 4 to 6, the Spirit of God bringing upon you the enlightenment, giving you the taste of, the light of, the glimpse of. You start to see it, start to understand. And it raises up in you the conviction by the law. You see you're a sinner. And what's what's the first two words of verse 5? Someone say it. Your. Your. Your lamb. Your lamb. And that's where you make the confession. You know what? You're right. You're right, Lord Jesus. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me. Please save me. And that's where I was. As I understood being raised, I saw it. I saw it. I got it. I understood, but I hadn't made it personal. And until you make it personal, until right. you believe on Amen. the Lord Jesus Christ yourself, you're not saved. God is not going to weigh your good against your bad. You can go to church till doomsday. That's not going to save you. Right. You can't make it in on the coattails of anyone else. Right. It doesn't matter how good you are or how many good works you have done. For not by works of righteousness which we have done, but by his mercy saved us, by the washing of regeneration, renewing of the Holy Ghost. As John the Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God shall take away the sin of the world. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. That's the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the washing of regeneration. And though your sins be as scarlet, they should wash whiter than snow. Red like crimson, they should wash white like wool. It doesn't matter what you have done. It as it says in Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 4, God says, I own all the souls. Yeah. You can't sell your soul to the devil. That's a lie of the devil. Yeah. You can't sell what God owns, what God controls. Right. It's all lies and delusions, deceptions of the enemy trying to betray you into hell. Amen. When you see the Son of God, understand there's only one way, one truth, one life. We see what the Lord says. He says, I am God. Now, as Jesus appeared before his disciples after the resurrection, he says, all hail. And they fell before his feet and worshipped him. We see Jesus is God. First John 5, 20, Jesus Christ, the true God and eternal life. There's no power but of God. Amen. So we see in Exodus 12, a lamb, the lamb, your lamb. What is he to you? What is he to you? I know what he was to me back then, and I know who he is to me now. Amen. And we see as well, we see the lamb that was then taken. They made it personal. They chose the lamb. They accepted the lamb into their homes. They believed upon the promise as was told them. And they took the lamb. The lamb was sacrificed for them. As Jesus says, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. And we see a picture of this, of accepting the flesh and the blood of the lamb. And they took the blood and they marked it on the doorpost and the lintel. Now, and our question for you, when, when the angel of God came in and was going to take the firstborn of everyone that did not have the blood, did he look into the home to see who in the home was worthy? Or did he just look for the blood? He just looked for the blood. <laughs> see, it, it's not about how good you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. When did the prodigal son cease to be a son of his father? But, but we see the son covered in the mud and the manure of the pigs. Realized he came under the conviction. And he saw what he had done and he returned. He never ceased to be the son. But he returned down the road. And the father was waiting for him. Ran and embraced him before he even apologized. Yeah. Embraced him in all the mud and the manure. Because the goodness of God needed thee to repentance. And kissed him and, and put on him a ring. Put on him a new robe. He hadn't even repented yet. But because he was his son, he, we see 
You cannot lose your salvation. It cannot be taken away. It cannot be Amen. repented. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, Jesus, as it says about Jesus Christ, he says, He is our wisdom. He is our righteousness. And one more, very important that many Christians misunderstand. We don't have to keep our sanctification. Because it says, He is our sanctification. Yeah, amen. He is our goodness because we have no goodness. We cannot be good. We're constantly failing, constantly falling apart. We're constantly sinning by thought, word, and action. We cannot be good enough. There's nothing that we've done to earn, amen. earn the righteousness or sanctification. Amen. We stand before the Lord. It's the robes of the righteousness of Jesus Christ, which He has given to those that have believed upon Him. Amen. So yes. we see, we see to go back now, go back to Matthew 26. Look what Jesus says here in verse 18. He says, I will keep the Passover. Now, if you remember the Passover in Egypt, where it says and the Spirit of God will pass over, the word Passover means to fight for. It means to fight for. Jesus Christ, our advocate, our mediator, our intercessor, our redeemer, our savior, our king, our father. He's our everything. He yeah. holds us in, our, in his hand. He says that no man can pluck you out. That means you can't pluck yourself out either. He holds us. He defends us. He fights for us. We see God overshadowing those that, those that had the blood. The spirit of God was upon them, fighting for them, saying, these are mine. You don't touch them. Amen. And we see Hallelujah. Jesus Christ here. He's, look what he says down, down in verse 28. Look what he says in verse 28. In Matthew 26, verse 28, for this is my blood, the blood of the Lamb of God. This is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. By the blood of Jesus Christ, marked upon the doorposts of your heart, upon the lintel of our heart, with that holy hiss of, by the Holy Spirit of God, marked upon our hearts, we are sealed, and the Spirit of God indwells the heart of every believer, Ephesians 3, 17, and he holds us, and he defends us, and he says, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. Ephesians 4, Amen. 30, you're sealed by the Spirit of God into the day of redemption. Amen. Amen. Yes. I will keep the Passover. Not you. Not me. Not anyone else. I will keep the Passover. Who is this one that would say this? John 10, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. But Psalm 23 says that for the Lord is my shepherd. Lord, Amen. all uppercase, L-O-R-D. That means Jehovah God. That means Jehovah God. Jehovah God, Lord God of Israel is my shepherd. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. John 8, 24, Jesus says, unless you believe that I am, meaning ego, emi, meaning the always existing one, almighty God. Unless you believe I'm almighty God, you're going to die in your sins. Yeah. We, see, we see proof there. The deity claim, I will keep the Passover. Exodus 12, A, V, your. So we see a choice must be made. Choose you this day whom you will serve. And as we see by Hebrews chapter 9, verse, verse 12. Let's go there. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12. In Hebrews chapter 9, verse 12, it says, Neither by the blood of bulls and of goats and calves, but by his own blood. Whose blood? Jesus' blood. But by his own blood, he entered in once, by a one-time atonement. Yeah. He entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. And if you take a look at verse 22 of Hebrews 9, and almost all things are by the law purged with blood, and without the shedding of blood is no remission. So the question is, whose blood is this? Whose blood is this? 
Well, we see, as it says, that by the blood of Jesus Christ, we know it was Jesus Christ on the cross. He shed his blood and died, was buried, rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And he did this for our sins because he so loved us. John 3.16. Now notice, it does not say God loved the world. It says he so loved the world. That's the self-sacrificing love of God. Greater love hath no man than this, and a man lay down his life for his friends, and that's what Jesus Christ did. That's what Amen. God did for us, because he Amen. so loved us. Yes. Because God is not willing that any should perish. Amen. Not willing. But he, but he makes a way of escape, yes. because he calls all men everywhere to repentance. He wants and desires all to be saved. That's why he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. And preach the gospel, which is what? About the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. Now let's take a look at John chapter 1. Gospel of John chapter 1. Gospel of John chapter 1 in verse 13. Actually, we're going to back up verse 12. John, Gospel of John chapter 1 verse 12. But as many as received him. So we see acceptance of the Lamb into your home. But as many as received him, to them that received him, gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believed on his name. Verse 13. Now, which were born, that's born again, which were born, not of blood. Hold up, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought you said we're, we're saved by the blood of Christ. Now, who is blood is this talking about? If you actually do a study on this and look at this, it's talking about your own blood. That not by the blood of man, so we see, which are born, born again, not, not of blood, that's the blood of men, nor of the will of the flesh. You see, context. So it's about your blood, your flesh, not by the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So it's talking about us, how we cannot gain our own salvation. That's right. Like when I was messed up and deceived by devils, I was sacrificing my own blood. Sacrificing my own blood for power, for fame and fortune and all the rest of it. To attain my own abilities, to make myself a god. Like that's possible. But we see, we're, we're saved. Salvation, salvation is attained not through us. We're not born again by our own power, by our own will. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Not by works. Not of ourselves. We see, not of our own blood. Nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. Titus 3 5. Not by righteous works. Galatians 2 16. Not by uh, deeds of the law. Not by law keeping. Not by trying to be good enough. We're only born again by of God, as it says. Right. We're born of God. We have to surrender ourselves to the Lord. Realize that we have nothing in ourselves. Amen. We have to fall before the Lord and believe on what He says fully. But unfortunately for, for many, they are so close to the cross, but they're so far from the blood. Yeah. They are religious. They go to church. They, they, they hear the stories, and they understand it, and they're believing in. But as it says in Matthew chapter 7, many in that day will cry, Lord, Lord. But Lord, Lord, have we not done many wonderful works? Have we not prophesied in thy name? Have we not cast out devils in thy name? Yeah. What? What's one thing? What did they not say? Have we not believed in thy name? Mm -hmm. You notice that in Matthew 7, they were depending on their religiosity. They were depending on their charity. They were depending on their good deeds, their works. They were trying to be good enough to earn because they were trying to impress him. But, but look, look at all the good things we've done. Yeah. That, that doesn't matter. God says that's not what matters. 
Says, he looks upon them and says, well, where's my blood? I'm looking at the doorposts, but they're dry. They're dry. There's nothing on yeah. them. He says, I don't know you. I'm not passing over you. I'm not fighting for you because you did not accept what I offered. You are Cain offering up your own deeds. Yeah. Where is the Lamb? Where is the Lamb of God? Where is Jesus Christ? Where is the blood of the Lamb in your life? Where is He in your life? Which are born again of God. Now let's take a look at Acts chapter 20 verse 28 just for a moment. Acts chapter 20 verse 28. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Now look at this. Pay very close attention to this. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Who is Jesus Christ? Now, someone shouted out, Who was it that shed the blood on the cross? What's his name? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Now, okay, so let's look at Acts chapter 20, verse 28. Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock, over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers, to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. Yeah. That's God. Yes. So salvation then, as Jesus says by John chapter 8, verse 24. Jesus says, unless you believe that I am, you will die in your sins. So we see by this, it is a mandatory requirement to believe in the deity of Jesus Christ for salvation. Yes. He wasn't just some holy man. He wasn't just some prophet. He's not Michael the archangel. Jesus is God Almighty. Amen. 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 The Bible says that God, that, that, that God was manifest in the flesh. John chapter 1, the word which is God, verse 14, became flesh and dwelt among us. And he showed himself and broke himself by, by many infallible proofs. He claimed the names of God. He forgave sins. He accepted worship multiple times. And he did miracles and things that only God could do. Even devils are crying out, we know who you are. Yeah. That's right. Even the devils aren't dumb enough to be atheists. So we see by also Ephesians chapter 1. Let's go to Ephesians now. Now this gift, this great gift that the Lord Jesus offers that he gives. The Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. As John the Baptist said, behold. It means to look upon. Stop what you're doing. Pay attention. Lock your eyes squarely upon this one. I am pointing at, John says. Behold the, the Lamb. The way, the truth, yeah. the life. Look at this one and make him yours. In yeah. Ephesians chapter 1. Let's look at verse 7. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. Now the context as we see going down through here. We see it's talking about Jesus Christ. In Christ. About Christ. Jesus Christ. Okay, down in verse 7. In whom, Jesus Christ, we have redemption. Now, this is an interesting word. This is redeemed. It means to be bought out. To be purchased. The picture behind this is a slave market. As the Bible says, we're slaves to sin. Mm -hmm. We're lost in sin. We have no, no ability, no will, no power, nothing of our own. We can do nothing. We're chained up like Isaac on the altar. We're chained up and there's nothing we can do. The wages of sin is death. Without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. So the purchase is death and blood. Like for Adam's transgression, there had to be death and blood to cover his sin. It's by, but the shedding of blood is the atonement. But there has to be a death and a shedding of blood. And we see something here. So the purchase, Jesus comes to the slave market. He beholds you. And he beholds others looking and he's offering yeah. a gift. 
He says, will you take this? Do you want this? Do you want to be free? Do you want to be free? And he shows himself. He proves who he is. So you understand, it's not just some stranger. First you see him coming. He's coming down the road and he's showing, offering the gift to others. You see, see one, this one down here, a lamb. He's getting close, he's getting closer. You start hearing what he's saying. You hear about how he's the lamb. And now he's standing right before you, right in front of you. And he holds out his hands, the gift of God's Amen. eternal life. He says, do you want this gift? Amen. And you say, yes, Lord. The chains fall off. But he does not, he does not just set you free. He does not just set you free. He adopts you as his own child. He doesn't just set you free. Now go your way. He says, no. Now follow me. You're my own, my child. I'm your father. You're my child. Amen. In whom we have redemption. We are redeemed, bought out, changed, made new. Look at what it says. Through his blood. Amen. Through his yes. blood. The blood of the Lamb washes us clean. Though your sins be as scarlet, they should wash whiter than snow. Though they be red like crimson, they should wash white like wool. What sin is greater than the blood of Jesus Christ? Nothing. You mean Saul of Tarsus, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the saints? Blaspheming Jesus Christ, destroying churches, killing saints? He became the Apostle Paul. No sin is greater than the blood of Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter if you spent 16 years in witchcraft and overhaul, cutting yourself and getting possessed by devils. It doesn't matter who you are, what you are. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. It doesn't matter what pig pen you're rolling around in, how much mud and manure you're covered in. He will embrace you and call you his own. That's the power of Jesus Christ. Devils flee in his name. It doesn't matter what you've done. Doesn't matter how many devils you have. Legion, the demoniac, possessed with legions of devils, falls at his feet. Amen. It doesn't matter Lord. how great the powers of hell are, how many gates that open, the hounds of hell come running at you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what illness. He heals the sick. He raises the dead, sight to the blind. He gives he gives the ability to the lame to, to walk and leap and praise God. Amen. We even see, we even see how God, even by the bones of the prophet, dried up in the grave. The bones dried up. That another man died, and they buried him in the grave. God used the dry old bones of this prophet to raise the man back to life. And God didn't just use your dry old bones. It doesn't matter who or what you are. He speaks the universe into existence. He knows all the stars by name. He, he, he knows all the hairs of our heads. Some of us have more than others. It doesn't matter who or what we are. It doesn't matter what you've done. He knows everything about you. And he knows all your sins. And he says, though your sins be of a scarlet, I'll wash them all away. Amen. We have redemption of his blood. The forgiveness of sins according to the what? According to your good works? No. According to your righteous works? No. According to how long your phylacteries are on your robes? Oh, according to your charity and, and how much you keep the law. No. It says, according to the riches of his grace. Now, Amen. question. This is where every single other belief system in the entire world goes wrong. Every single other belief system in the entire world. Born-again Christianity is the only system of faith in the entire world that's by grace through faith, by belief alone. Now, why is that important? Well, it's because it's what grace means. See, they say, oh yeah, we're saved by grace. The Catholics say, oh, we're saved by grace. Seventh-day Adventists say, oh, we're saved by grace. Jehovah's Witnesses, oh yeah, we're saved by grace through faith. But they don't understand what those words mean. 
You see, they, they see a lamb, but it's not the lamb of the Bible. It's not the lamb of God. As Jesus said, many false Christs will come. Many will come in my name, saying I am Christ, will deceive many. There are many false Jesuses, many false Christs. You see, our Lord Jesus saves by grace. And faith does not mean being faithful. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is believing trust, not works, not being good. Faith is believing trust. Now, what is grace? We take a look at grace. Grace means the unmerited favor of God. That I didn't merit it. I didn't earn it. It's not a reward. I don't deserve it, but he gave it to me anyways because he so loved me. That's what grace is. Grace is undeserved mercy. Undeserved. Because we're enemies of God. Children of the devil. Heirs of hell. Sinners of God. Guilty of the law. The gavel comes down. Guilty. Sentences death. But then one stands up and says, but wait, wait, though they are guilty, though they do deserve it, this one's mine. Amen. Amen. So we see this one has paid the price in full according to the riches, the riches of his grace, undeserved mercy. And look at verse 13, Ephesians 1, verse 13, in whom, Jesus Christ, in whom ye also trusted. That's faith. That's putting your faith, believing faith in him. In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. You hear it. So you hear it. You see A. And then now you're understanding it's the. The, the gospel, the gospel of your salvation. Because there are many that preach, preach another gospel, which is not the true gospel. The gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, you were sealed, the Holy Spirit of promise. Ephesians 1.13. So you see, by the riches of his grace, by trusting and believing the gospel, you're saved, sealed, born again. Amen. Amen. It's all of him. He paid the price. Yeah. When he's on the cross, he said, it is finished. He did not say, here, I did what I could, now you take over. You don't elevate your own abilities because do you realize what that is? The people who think, well, if you, well, but James chapter 2, faith of works is dead. You understand we're only left with a couple options on that one. If you really believe that James 2 is salvationary, you've got a big problem. Yeah. Because if you take a look at what Paul says, who's an apostle of Jesus Christ, appointed by Christ, speaking by the Spirit of God, says, by grace through faith, I believe the law, not of works, not of righteous works, not by works of the law. James says, oh, but faith that works is dead. So, okay, so you're left with a couple options. Either Paul or James is lying. That's not possible because God will not allow his word to be corrupted. That's right. And so we see that uh, there are multiple ways to God because, well, as it says, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, neither bond nor free, neither male nor female, all are one in Christ. And there's only one way, one truth, one life. Acts chapter 15 says how the Gentiles believe in the same gospel as we. They're saved by grace the same as we. So it's not multiple ways of salvation. It's not a salvation for the Gentiles and a salvation for the Jews. That's, that's nonsense. We see, okay, then either Paul is salvationary, James is not. Because Paul says, by grace your faith, my belief alone. But if you say, but, 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 faith that works is dead you realize then that's implying that salvation is by works. But he says it's not by works. So James then, if you back up and take a look at the context, he's yeah. talking to Christians already saved, and he's talking about charity and Christian behavior for the purpose of promotion of the faith, not maintenance of salvation. That's right. 
That's right. So because we take a look at this, the power of salvation is in the blood of the Lamb. John 1, 13. Not by your blood, not by your will, not by your power, but of God. It's all of God by the blood of Jesus Christ. The high priest to go into the holiest of holies to, with the blood of the Lamb to anoint for the sins of all the people. The high priest, Jesus, our high priest, entered into the presence of the Father with his blood and anointed that holy altar before the Father, saying, it's paid in full, one-time atonement, one-time price, yes. no longer needs to be done. I've done it, it's finished, it's over. Now just believe and you are born again saved. It doesn't matter who or what you are, you come before the Lord Jesus Christ. Let today be the day of salvation. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth, for your life is a vapor. They yeah, vanish away. Right. Life's uncertain. You don't know when your time is coming. So examine thyself. Behold the Lord Jesus Christ. Behold the Lamb. Behold the Son of God. Behold that Holy One of God. He, on the cross, that was God Almighty on the cross, saying, I did this for you, my creation, because I so loved you. Yes. Devils hate that. And they'll try to corrupt that, get you to focus on yourself, your own will, your own power, your own blood. But Jesus says, look on me, Peter. Don't look at the waves. Don't look at yourself. Look at me, Jesus yes. says. Behold me. I, I sanctify thee. I make you righteous. I make you holy. I make you accepted. I do all the work. It's not of you. It's of me. Yes. It's the blood of Jesus Amen. Christ that has power. By the blood of Christ, devils run. By the blood of Jesus Christ, sins are forgiven. Yes. It doesn't matter how far you are in the flames. It says in Jude, pulling some out of the fire. It doesn't matter how scorched you are. He'll make you righteous. Amen. And that's Amen. the power of the Amen. blood of Jesus Christ. Yes. It doesn't matter who or what you are. Acts 20, 28, the blood of God. The blood of God. One, one more point just to cover this. Some say, well, I thought the Bible said that God is spirit. And spirits can't bleed, spirits can't die. Well, you're right. Spirits can't bleed, spirits can't die. But that's why it says in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 8, God fashioned a body for himself. That's right. That's so right. he could to give himself for us. As he promised that he would. And Isaiah 7, 14, by the virgin, the virgin birth. Jeremiah 31, 22, Isaiah 7, 14, the virgin birth. Isaiah 9, 6, this child-born son given, what's his name? The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the Wonderful, the Counselor. Micah chapter 5, verse 2, born in Bethlehem, the one whose ways are bold, even of everlasting, meaning the Almighty One. Almighty God, born of a virgin, born in Bethlehem, called the mighty God. Isaiah 53, would be put death for our sins and he would take it, uh, pay for our transgressions, but his days will be prolonged. He'll be resurrected. It's preached all throughout the scriptures. The lamb promised since Adam, that foreshadowing the picture image, the lamb that would cover us, the coats. Amen. Amen. The coats. That he covers us. He covers our shame. He covers our sins. His blood not just covers, but takes away. He said, says, uh, and I'll be merciful to, to thy unrighteousness. And your sins, your iniquities, I'll remember no more. That's right. He promises he'll wash it away. It's gone. It'll never be brought up. You'll never be judged for your sins. Because you're sinning for the Lord. Jesus Christ says, I paid that in full. Yes. Nothing's left to their charge. Hallelujah. Nothing's left to their charge. Doesn't matter what you've done. The Lamb of God, the blood of God, as He promised, because there must be a shedding of blood for the atonement of sins. 
Not works, not vegetables, O Cain. It doesn't matter what, how good you are, what you've done, what you bring, to bring before him. Unless you bring the blood of Jesus Christ, you cannot be saved. I like the words of uh, Jonathan Edwards. I'll finish with this. He says, I bring nothing to the table of my salvation other than the sin that made it necessary. Yeah. Amen. 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 Let's pray. Our Father, we do thank you for this day, for this time. And Lord, we do thank you for the power of your blood, for the power of your name, by the power of your spirit, by your works, by your cross, by your atonement. Lord, we do thank you and praise you because, Lord, we cannot do it. We are not good enough. We've done nothing. But, Lord, you've saved us by the riches of your grace, by the power of your blood. Lord, we thank you and praise you for all this. Lord, thank you for our salvation, for yes. holding us, that, Lord, that we can never be removed from your hand, that we will hear the words, name found written. Lord, we thank you and praise you. Lord, you bless us now. You bless the power of your word to our minds and our hearts. And, Lord, I pray that if any be here, hearing this, convicted, Lord, they would take it upon themselves to call upon you right where they are, that you would convict them so. Lord, they would truly believe, they would repent and believe the gospel for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Lord, you'd save them. And those that are saved here, Lord, that you'd strengthen them and encourage them. You'd bless them. You'd drive away any spirit of heaviness and depression. Anything that would make them look to themselves thinking that they are unworthy or that you don't like them or you're upset with them. Lord, you'd drive those lies away. Yes. Lord, as you love them, you'll never forsake. You'll never cast away. You will never abandon you will never hate us. You will never dislike us. Lord, I thank you and praise you as the Father before the prodigal, you embrace us. Lord, that you would embrace us by your Spirit. Strengthen us, hold us, bless us now. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Brother, I was just saying, Lord, you lost your way out here. Amen. Amen. Thank you all yeah, I'd like to have that. Amen. Amen.